Hey everyone, what's up? And oh my goodness, listen to my croaky voice. Don't worry, my voice is not going to sound like this for the whole podcast. Um, this is what happens after a full day of screaming on a headset. Um, this is just a super quick intro. I caught up with Ricky Long this week as I have some super exciting news. I'm going to be doing his Jump Live event in Village Hotels Glasgow and we're bringing that to you on the 8th of February so I'm so so excited to be getting up on stage and chatting to you guys all things nutrition mindset so I'm going to be there with a host of incredible incredible speakers um, including the wonderful Tim Meadows obviously Ricky Long and Lindsay Morrison themselves and some some stuff from Hugh Davies and I'm hoping there's going to be some others floating around to catch up with on the day as well so if you are maybe thinking about coming to the event in Glasgow or you are wanting more details there's going to be a link at the end of this episode and you can follow that to my event right and find out full details on the day guys I'm gonna just let you roll with this episode jump straight in I'm gonna go save my voice but all it is is me chatting about the event catching up with Ricky and talking to you all things nutrition hub nutrition mindset and kind of the focus of raw fitness in 2020 so I do hope you guys love this episode jump in and have an incredible day Yay, so thanks for having me on. I am, and I'm really excited to be coming to jump. Um, yeah, I, oh, I'm just so excited. 2020 is like already turning out to be such an epic wow. year. Um, and it's only what, the 14th of January, That's two weeks good. in, yeah. two weeks in, it's mad. Um, so yeah, as you just lovelyly said, I am setting my lovely new apartment. Um, so I moved to London just God, I think my last podcast I had with you, I was living in London, but I was yep. in an absolutely horrendous apartment and really not enjoying life. I was doing the slug of being a PT. Um, and if anyone's ever been a PT in London, you'll know it's not fun. Okay, why is, that? why is that? It's just relentless hours mm-hmm. and not a lot of money. Like if you can um, work self-employed or independently, and you can get enough clients then great. I mean, there's plenty of people in London, let's face it, but to work in a kind of decent gym or a decent space, Mm -hmm. um, it's very expensive and you don't get paid a lot per hour. Trading time for money is just not the way to go if you want to be successful. So yeah, that's what I was doing last time we caught up. Obviously I was running the online, um and I was just kind of bumbling about trying to figure out what I was doing with my life and I had lots of plans um since then all those plans have completely changed but it's been great (laughs) um it's been really good so um I've always had the nutrition hub bubbling away in the background now for about two years and over the last maybe five six months it's kind of really become my main center point of coaching um and the clients I now all take on are very much focused predominantly around mindset, around nutrition, first and foremost. Um, based on, obviously, like, if anyone's listening, they'll know that I compete. If you don't know that I compete, then my background is bodybuilding. And I know from that particularly, like, your mindset around your food is be all and end all. And even as a general population, like, you your mindset around food is everything and there's just so much confusion um and so much can i swear 
Yeah, yeah, like go that. ahead. Yeah, okay, yeah. just checking. I can say there's so much bullshit out there <gasps> around. I know exactly, but I did ask permission. Um, <laughs> just around food and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And I think there's just so much out there that's confusing everyone. So I've spent, since we last caught up, a lot of my attention on just clearing it all up and making it simple for general population to good, understand good luck, Claire. Good luck. Good luck. how to eat foods. <laughs> like it's, you're fighting. It feels like I'm on a constant uphill battle every uh-huh. single day. Um, but it's a battle I'm willing to accept. And if for every single person that gets that change mindset wise around food, I feel like I've won the lottery. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing lately. I'm still working at Third Space, but I'm now group exercise lead instructor at Tower Bridge, which is like the best gym on the entire planet. So, do you know what? I see pictures of you working and training there, and I think Nat Lock trains in. Yeah, baby. In, uh, yeah, you're Third Space as well, and I just look at it. I'm just like, like so nice. Like, nah. like, like it looks. It, it's a cross between some like really really high class like wine bar and yeah. the gym. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it looks nice. It's your third space. Like, you know, you got your home, you got your work, you got your third space. It's like, gotta be nice. It's gotta be classy. So yeah, it's blessed. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. How do you feel about going into your franchise and opening a third space somewhere west of Glasgow? <laughs> I'll uh, ask the guys at work what they think. Perfect, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll I, put the feelers out. Awesome. I have about two three thousand pounds cash to invest <laughs> you know I, I could i could find that you know be- yeah. before the 31st because obviously tax returns are due <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i mean that that might get you some tables for a week <laughs> oh dear. so um we, we touched our mindset and nutrition what what's the common thing like i'm sure there's loads but what's the common challenge you find you have with people the same conversation you're having with people and people over and over again uh there's a couple definitely a couple more than a couple but there's a few that you know when you say that two things really spring to mind and the the first is just the when you first talk to someone about wanting to lose weight before you get into even their why or you start to dig into any of that mindset struggle that they've got just on a surface level when you have a first conversation with someone they already believe they are not eating a lot of food and they already believe that they are eating healthy and quite often they're like yeah i'm only having yogurt for breakfast i'm having salad for lunch i'm having salad for dinner i'm doing all the good things i'm eating all the good things i don't understand why i'm not losing weight and that tends to be the the first primary conversation i have with most people that i now work with because you and i both know that that then leads into a conversation of well you're lying to yourself Mm. and you're lying you're lying to me right now so um, you do need to be very sensitive with these topics. And I think it's it's made me be a lot more sensitive with the clients that I take on. And it's really challenged me quite a lot to now be able to get into conversations with people around, okay, well, why are you saying that this is all you're eating and what are you actually eating? And then it dives into a whole world of binge eating, yo-yo dieting, mindset around food. Um, And then more often than not, the second thing that then always comes up is that 
emotional response that people have to food and oh yeah but I had this going on or oh yeah I had that going on or oh yeah there was this and it's always a stress and action and a relief and it's mm -hmm. constantly time and time again when you get into conversations that's a stress action relief that keeps coming up. Hmm. When you say people are lying about what they're eating do you sometimes find that whilst they're not telling the truth but it's sometimes just due to lack of their own education like without yeah. them knowing it's a lack of their education yeah so for example they think uh they could i've experienced this people are eating a chicken caesar salad thinking it's really really healthy meanwhile it's about 900 calories just for that salad and they're maybe having like a, a cappuccino with it and they don't realize that that'll add up to be possibly half a person's daily allowance yeah and that's yeah that's a totally other angle I suppose that I'm not skimming over but yeah it's it's there and it's especially where I live and work now you you cannot buy a salad that's not coated in two liters of dressing I love London and it's just <laughs> like it's you go to some incredible places like you know you've got Crush you've got Leon you've got all these amazing places that have all these health foods and they have calories on the menu and that's not the problem. It's, yeah, okay, that meal's only got 600 calories in it and you know exactly what you're eating. But it is the, the coffee, the muffin, the box of quality streets, the behave, five glasses of wine, the behave pizza. Yourself. I, I'm just after training and I haven't had my dinner yet, so behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this was a long time to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is, like, people are just so not aware of what's in foods and what's what they're putting in their bodies and it's there's just such lack of actual education out there yeah and it's yeah. painful it's, it's rife like not just in the fitness industry but just in general um i've been rubbing a few people up the wrong way recently with some posts about the fitness industry and one of the things i always stuck on and any gym managers listening to this i mean i think gyms in many ways are a fraud because most people come to the gym to lose weight Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest factors in weight loss is nutrition. But yet a gym will not give you anything as part of your membership about nutrition. Yeah. Instead, what they'll do is sell you supplements, which yeah. is the top of the nutritional pyramid of hierarchy. It's literally <laughs> like taking your new gym member and saying, brand new to the gym, where you go down there and do a one rep max of a snatch. That's literally yeah. what you've done with them, just on a diet terms. And I just kind of, I really do, the more and more I think about it, and it's probably the first time I've said it out loud, the gym industry is a bit of a fraud. Because yeah. maybe they should be, oh, what a plug, what a seamless link. Maybe they should be like nutrition hubs with a little bit of exercise. Oh, thanks. That's what I do. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's so, what I do. Oh, how that, how that works out. Um, <laughs> so well, what is, how is a nutrition hub done since its launch um how much is what does the journey look like success stories just tell us a little bit about it yeah so when i first started the nutrition hub it was um everything that i knew on nutrition and it was in you know uh three sequence introductory videos followed by 15 bonus education videos um 60 plus recipes 
uh, different interchangeable meal plans based on calorie guides and calorie goals um, and then just loads of modes of information and it was really successful in that people had so many meal options so many choices and these education videos to get them started but we are I felt that it lost its way and through chatting with the the members about it was there was never anything that was like week on week progress checking and kind of touch and back base to really make sure people were getting the change and getting the mindset and getting the development but also that people were being educated on a consistent basis so I mean if you've got anyone that listens that runs a business or you know yourself quite often for a plan to work you can give someone the best plan on the freaking planet you can give them the all singing all dancing bells and whistles plan but unless you have a connection with that person and unless that person is able to work with you in some capacity to make progress you're, you're just giving them a plan like they can download free on google they can download free from anywhere and a huge part of the, the buy-in in our industry is that you're buying into a person you're buying into their beliefs you're buying into their strategy and i felt like there wasn't enough of me within the hub as a coach so we stopped, we reassessed, I sat down with Robin, sat down with Lizzie, sat down with Tommy, thought about loads of different things and was like, what I need this to be is I need it to be. And week one to four, we just look at helping people understand portions and helping people feel full and helping people start to get rid of cravings, get rid of snacking, get rid of those habits around binging. And we really look at mindset um, that comes in the form of audios and education videos. And then as we move into the second section, we really start to address calories and total daily energy expenditure and um, basic metabolic rates and where do calories actually fit into the argument and you know how many calories should you be cutting week on week um, and really looking at the actual education around you know we, we don't go from 2000 calories a day to 800 calories a day and expect to sustain that and looking at why that's just bullshit and why that doesn't work and why that causes rebound and damage and negative relationships and then as we move into the final stages um i look more at you know proteins kind of a little bit of impact and why you know people are training why they need to have proteins and carbs and fats um and then sleep and stress and then how to take everything you've learned over the 12 weeks and actually continue it forward um into life how many hours of video and audio are included in nutrition hub can we not even try and summarize that because i honest to goodness i feel like i didn't i sat so i sat with robin for a full day doing the 12 week videos okay so that was over christmas that was like it was about a seven or eight hour shift just doing the, the videos yeah i remember seeing it on your instagram yeah and then i also decided that i wanted to do an audio every second day of course you did why, of course why not? Yeah, of because course. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the, my huge point with it is is that people need that connection and they need they need to to feel like they're working with me so i was like how can i give them as my time and give them as much as possible so that they've got me but they've not actually got me like and i can make it at such a low ball price mm -hmm. that anyone can do it and anyone can have my knowledge and education 
and anyone can learn from me, but they can do it at their own pace. They can make it flexible around them, but it's consistent so that I'm constantly in their ear and I'm constantly on them so that you do feel like you've got that person you know, watching over you. So yeah, I decided to do uh, audio for every second day, which I still have one to finish. I'm not going to tell you what week of the course it is, but like that's the extent. There's an we just realised the other day there's an audio still missing on the course. Mm. Um, I'm one short out of 36. Uh, I only done 35. <laughs> The stress, so, I can see the stress in I, your face. Honestly, <laughs> because everything fit perfectly, the topics fit perfectly across 35. My math, I don't know how I didn't get it, <laughs> three twelves or 36. <laughs> Most of the that's, time, yeah. That's the extent of what this is like, the amount of time that it takes. Like simple math on audios doesn't uh-huh. equate. Um, and then there was also on the PDF handouts, um, the menus, the additional guides, um, the supplementation guides, like every weekly check-in, downloadable tracking form, goal-setting form, time management form, you name it, like everything had to be made. I think I didn't sleep for maybe three days. I just sat at my computer and was like, for three days, this is where I am. Mm. This is happening. Um, plus it was all the in between like editing and setting up canvas and titles and I can't even, it was like three months of my life, at least two hours a day for three months. Yeah. And it's just, I'm so proud of it now because I was like, it's done. But oh my gosh, like I can't even, nobody do it unless you are committed yeah. and you know that it's good. Have you had critical feedback on it yet? Um, I've just had a lot of people. So what I'm also doing as well, <laughs> more more of course <laughs> is a i've set up a specific nutrition hub facebook group so i've got everyone that's okay. currently in the hub in that group and i'm going live in there once a week yeah um and i'm getting a lot of feedback and a lot of engagement in the group so it's actually been really positive so far and people are loving the recipes trying the recipes they're loving the supplement kit um and they're loving the videos and some of the people some of them are like oh my god i never even thought about that or oh this audio really helped me today and so i'm getting good feedback yeah, yeah but it's it's still in its very early stages of now it's solidified this is who i am and this is mm. what i'm all about and um, so yeah it's an exciting exciting time yeah we i think i was sitting beside you when you created the uh, the Instagram page for Nutrition yes. Hub. Yeah. Yes. So uh, anyone listening, you can go and follow. Obviously, you can follow Claire on at Claire Rafferty. Raff Fitness, is it? Yes. Uh, no, yeah. just Claire Rafferty now. Yeah, find it there. And then it's at Nutrition Hub. Um, so I know yeah. you have an Instagram page. And I assume that Facebook group is private. Yeah, it's just for people that buy the hub. So I've got Excellent. still the business Raff Fitness page, mm-hmm. um, which people are free to join. It's there. Um, we share all our content on it and kind of jump in and out for lives and share stuff like that. But it's mostly all my attention is on the Nutrition Hub. Um, was that the plan? You know, yeah. It was the plan, yeah. It was the plan. I need to... I'm very much... You know, you always hear people are like, put all your eggs and, you know, focus on one thing, get one thing, really thrive and really successful. So for me, the the coaching has been great, the one-to-one, and I absolutely love it. But going back to time for money and hours and all the rest of it, like I need a group format thing to really work and thrive. Like, 
So that's where all my time, effort, energy is going from a business side because I've got third space and I've got network marketing. And so it's just trying to keep it all in its pockets now. I love my Facebook group with everyone. I love the results people get. And like anyone listening to this, this is going to sound really, really a little bit arrogant but see when i get you know the the messages through from people oh i've lost weight you know i've lifted x amount in the gym they're, they're great don't get me wrong but it's when i get the message through so there was the one that stands out is there was a non-group fitness instructor so it, it was a group fitness enthusiast participant mm-hmm. came on to the program and within six weeks she booked her level two did her level two and she is now an RPM instructor. Nice. So because she's had that shift in mentality and confidence in herself. Yeah. And that that's better for me. And another one of my clients, she's just finished jump. And now she has started doing like business coaching with myself because she now understands that she's worth more. Um, to use the yeah. term, you've just used that, you know, kind of active income time for money. Um, so we've she now wants to um, make a transition from teaching a shit amount of group exercise classes per week, cut that down. So she has a more time with her family, which is really important for anyone. And B just create that bigger, uh, it's a bit of a windy term, but that bigger impact on more people. Yeah. And that's um, what it is though. It's we all seek individually something to boost our own egos. We all do. And whoever argues and says, I'm not egotistical, you're lying to yourself. So get over yourself. Like we all need something to boost our own ego. And that's what book have you just read? That's straight out of that book. I haven't read a book. That's straight out of like my beliefs. It's probably in a book. Have I read a book before? You put on your Instagram today, the Audible book. Audible. Oh, go for no. I'm on go for no just now. Okay. I just just the way you said that was kind of like, oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Because we do, we do have this selfish desire. When I do goal setting with people, it's like, oh, I want to, you know, create this impact with these people and I want to um, make people feel this way. And I'm like, okay, what do you want for yourself? Uh, I just want to feel good about it. No, no, no. What You're do lying. You, what do you want? I said, yeah. What car do you want? What house do you want to live in? Because it's when you're honest about that sort of stuff, you actually have more chance of creating the, all the other good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's, people are so afraid to, to do it for themselves. Yeah. And it's, you need to do it for yourself because if you're not doing it for yourself, like, yeah, you can change as many lives as you want and yeah, the buzz from that is brilliant, but it's the buzz you get from that and that at the end of the day is about you. Okay. And if it is just for a buzz, that's great, but it's still you that gets the buzz. Yeah, it's that, there's no such that self-fulfilling thing. prophecy. It's that episode of Friends when uh, Phoebe challenges Joy that there's no such thing as a selfless, selfless good deed. Yeah, I yeah. love that episode. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, it's when because Friends if, got philosophical. Yeah, because if you get any sense of pleasure from doing something, you're selfish. It's, it's no longer <laughs> selfless. Yeah, and like you can't do something in this world without it. You know. Yeah. Oh dear. Right, so it's, it's January, it is a new year, it's a new you for a lot of people. I, I just like to make casual observations when I'm in the gym. And our, okay. our new gym, shout out for Emmerclyde Leisure, by the way, they have recently just had a multi-million pound refurb, 
you name a piece of techno gym equipment, it's in our gym. It's absolutely incredible. Um, nice. And one machine they've got, they've actually got three of these, which they have just recently um, installed, are the 2020 New Fitness Machine of the Year, never been seen before, Stairmaster. <laughs> Everyone's nice. on a Stairmaster this year, aren't they? Yeah, well, it's how to burn calories, is it not? Well, yeah, but it, it really is the, <laughs> the fad thing. Everyone's on it. So there's three of these in, in the gym, and at yeah. no point is one of them ever sitting idle for longer than a couple of minutes. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it's funny because I had a really funny conversation maybe about the end of last week um, with a yoga and work, and, oh, my God, I love her. Like, absolutely love her. And we were talking about, you know, like, she doesn't lift weights. She's yogi through and through. Like yoga is life. Like anything body weight, she is your gal. Um, and she's just incredible at her performance, her art, like whatever way you want to look at it. And uh, she was talking about, yeah, but I need to tone my bum a little bit. So I've been going on the Stairmaster. Yes. And it's, <laughs> and it's been helping. And I just had that little, oh my goodness moment. But then in the same breath, I was like, it probably is helping you because all you do is yoga so mm -hmm. you know like and she was like my bum is definitely firmer and it's more toned and it's got a good shape and I was like do you know what each to their own like yeah. but please don't go promoting that <laughs> <laughs> to anyone yeah, so 2020 is definitely the year oh. of the Stairmaster I was I kind of look around and just 2019 uh you're part of this group by the way the barbell hip thrust brigade oh yeah babe yeah, oh that, yeah that was like the 2019 move um, and then 2018 was all about the hex bar. It was like hex bar for absolutely <laughs> everything. Everything. Yeah, and now it's very much uh, the Stairmaster, in my opinion, and my observation. I'm, I'm getting really, really pissed off with Instagram right now, you know? Oh, why? Uh, your likes are up and... No, my likes are probably higher than they've been in a long time, but it's just the whole game and that it's like sometimes you post for the sake of posting like the yeah. quote unquote make the algorithm like you and i was gonna say yeah i'm gonna mess my time window i need to post again yeah it's like oh it's no a, it's, it's after no. half eight so there's no point in posting or it's after 10 a.m there's no point in posting it's kind of like who am i posting for am i posting for the, the people who follow me or am i posting for me or am i and this is i think this is the dangerous people to post for the people the people who follow me, friends, you know, in the hope that, all right, I post something and I hope that Claire Rafferty will tag the perfect person on my post and that person will start following me. Do you know what I mean? And it, yeah, that's yeah. not the game. Yeah. And I think a lot of people definitely do that. And we all fall into that trap, you know, oh, this will be the post that will go viral. This will be, you know, the Charlie bit my finger video on YouTube. I posted a picture today. And I posted my, what do you call it, from Twitter, the quote from Twitter. And I had a big caption I was going to write. And I just thought, nah, the quote does enough, post. And just left it. I actually felt so much better about it. Yeah, it's almost like removing that stress. Like you've really got to, yeah, who are you posting for? It always comes down to like, are you speaking to one person? Mm -hmm. And does that one person engage with your post? If, if they do, then you've done your job. It's mad. I am. Um, I've kind of fallen out of love with Instagram lately. I just can't be bothered with it. I think everyone is. I, th I think there's Instagram stories as as good as ever. 
because it's a really, really good way to talk to that audience. But I think yeah. the news feed itself, I'm, I am kind of losing that little bit of trust in it and love. You know, people say the algorithm's broken. And w- one of the reasons I've heard that the algorithm's broken, I've heard this mentioned somewhere. don't know if it's true. Just I, I liked it. said the algorithm's broken because there's like five or six times as many um, posts yeah. for our users because there's so yeah. many bots involved in it now. I'm yeah, just- so... Basically, like the yeah, it's that simple way it's explained around, you know, if every person's now no longer just following fifty people, every person's now following one thousand people, mm-hmm. and if you're posting, yeah. and it's based on yeah, whether it's based on the, the the likes that that person's like last or whatever, but if you post at ten o'clock in the morning, that person goes on at eleven, and there's three hundred people that that person's following that's posted in that time, they ain't seen your post. Yeah, do you know? And it is as simple as that. And then when you even start to look at explore pages and whatnot, with the absolute volume of users, like as much as the, the explore pages have started to niche down or niche down or whatever word we're using, what word actually is it in English anymore? I don't even know. Is it niche or niche? I don't know. I, I try not to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I say avatar. <laughs> it's so American. I don't know anymore. Um, but yeah, even the algorithm, like, it doesn't help. Like, I heard someone the other day, they were like, don't use hash. It was like, she was about 16 or something. And she was like, oh my God, don't use hashtags. Like, hashtags are not cool. And you're never going to, you're never actually going to get noticed if you use hashtags anymore. And I was just like, wait, what? Anyway. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Why is a 16-year-old telling me not to use hashtags? And Jamie Alderton uh, did, it was a, I don't know whether it was his own, he was on the Rob Moore podcast and he spoke about his daughter and how he has set up an Instagram and a TikTok and a YouTube channel for his daughter. Now to give people context on this is his daughter, I want to say five or six years old. I mean, she, she is by all means a child. And some people frown at that because you're exposing the child to the internet and social media. And we, we all know the, the dangers in that, but he likens it to, well, this is like me opening a savings bank for and putting in a pound every day. So as when yeah. she turns 18, there's 20,000 followers. You're basically now eligible to be a brand influencer, get a job, whatever it is. Um, and I remember listening to that and thinking, first of all, Jamie, that's a brilliant idea. I absolutely love that because he controls the whole thing. She doesn't control it. He controls it. Yeah. First of all, I thought it was brilliant. And then I just thought to myself, how many people, back to what you just said, are going to be on Instagram and on TikTok, et cetera, et cetera, in the next three, five, seven years? So it's that, that space we're all fighting for. You know, if you've, yeah. you know, if you've a thousand followers, and this, what does it say? If you post, only up to like two or 3% are going to see that post. Yes. And that's only if they, that two or 3% engage with you. If they don't engage with you, they're going to see somebody else's post. Yeah. So it's like, I think, I think Instagram's broke. Like the, the news feed <laughs> section of it. I, I think it's broken. I think the algorithm in itself, it's kind of like suffocated. I just, yeah, I, it's not that I've lost. I just can't be bothered with it. Mm. I'm like, I'm, I'm, too much thought goes into it. I now post, if people engage, great. I have a conversation with them. If they don't, then I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'll 
make an effort to talk to people who I think would fit my business, fit my model. And it is almost going back now to striking up a conversation with a stranger. And you're just having to do that online. <laughs> so you have changed job and you are now looking after group exercise product. Um, so I'm what they call a lead instructor. I had to get that word right there. So I'm in the Tower, so I'm in Tower Bridge Club. So I like basically teach mostly across strength and conditioning and cycle. And then I do a little bit of rig and athletic. But I've kind of shrunk all my programs right down and I'm trying to more focus and specialise within S&C because um, we've just launched a new concept called Force, which is on the beat, barbells, dumbbells, step, probably think of it close to another program that you've maybe heard of in the past um and i'm kind of running with that right now which i'm absolutely loving of course mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm having so much fun and just hoping that 2020 can start to move me a little bit further forward within kind of the snc development and a little bit of connection and performance around coaching and class delivery um, and just kind of seeing what I can do there to what make to everyone do? even better. Yeah, well, what do you want to do when you say about moving forwards? What are you thinking? Um, so I'd really like to get more involved in the education. Like, education's me, right? So I've got a nutrition hub. That's why I do weekly lives. It's why I'm on this planet is to educate and help people. It fills me with absolute joy to see people improve in whatever area of their life that they want to improve on. So I am wanting to get into education more within third space. Um, obviously, my strengths are within S&C, but it's just... It's still a very new club. It's still a very new business. It's There's so many changes going on right now. So it's just a case of keep doing what I'm doing um, and hope that, yeah, something comes up that's like fulfills me even more. Right, you are coming to Jump Live. You're going to be chatting all things mindset and nutrition. What, yes. What's your big promise? What's your value proposition for your 60-minute speaking slot? Oh, value. What am I promising? Um, my goal, obviously, we've got, yeah, so everyone knows, obviously, about Tim. Um, so Tim I'm, is obviously a lot more science-based nutrition. He's the man for talking to you about macros. That would make me fall asleep. Love you, Tim. Not, um, Tim, Tim <laughs> does like a rant, though, so Tim is going to rant macros to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> I know we might need to like make sure some people have got some earbuds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's harsh. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to do more of the mindset stuff. So I just really hope that between obviously Tim giving them the practical education, um, that I can just help them figure out that kind of stress action relief that they've got around food. And, you know, a lot of time people associate that stress to be with a negative thing and that stress isn't actually always with a negative thing it could be the stress of a 40th birthday party it could be the stress of an exam it could be the stress of a work deadline it could be the stress of I'm not worthy I'm not good enough for life it could be the stress of relationship whatever that stress is Um, and then that um, action that we then take and that habitual you know it's ingrained within us whenever we feel that trigger dare I say whenever you feel that trigger what is the action that you associate with it mm-hmm. um, and then you know the relief that that gives you and the kind of mindset shifts that we can have around um, replacing that um, ha- action 
foot, can't speak, replacing that action with another action to create another relief that gives you a similar response, but is maybe a healthier relief response and doesn't send you into the negative spiral of stress action relief that leads back to more stressed about eating that food that leads to more negative action, that leads to more relief. And like people get into this endless cycle and um, so I'm hoping to kind of talk a little bit about that and then yeah I just want to you know address the room a little and see who in the room does feel like they understand what a good relationship with food looks like and mm-hmm. um, from a mental perspective um, and actually see what people think a good relationship with food is in a sentence what does that mean and mm-hmm. um, so people are listening to this they can start to think oh my God, what is a good relationship with food? Like, what does that mean? What does health mean? Something about um, that right now. It's like, it's like yeah. when Tim asks the question, what is clean eating? And you're like, oh, like I, I know, but if I'm to actually make that a tangible sentence, it's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. What, what is a good relationship with food? I know, but how to make that tangible? Hmm. Yeah. I, I might need a minute. And it's the thing is, like it's it's not it's one of those ones. It's not a single answer for everyone, but to have a, a good or a healthy relationship with food, at, at the end of the day, it does come down to your mindset and your beliefs around what food is. And as soon as you start identifying food as good or bad, or as soon as you start to identify, I need to diet to lose weight, or as soon as you identify oh, I can't eat that because it's got sugar or fats are bad or ketogenic's the only way to be healthy or vegan's the only way to be healthy. Um, as soon as you start in these territories, like you're, you're giving your brain so many mixed signals mm-hmm. that naturally you're just going to mess up and naturally you're going to end up in a negative place with food. Um, and I suppose that's what obviously brings it back to where the hub has come from. And why I'm now on this absolute mission to get people to stop dieting before they diet. Um, Because it's just, everyone's in a mess. I put this quote up on uh, social once upon a time is, your life is not about counting calories. Yeah. It's not though. (laughs) Exactly. If you spend your life either being in a diet or counting calories... That's the definition. Oh, that's the definition of a bad relationship with food. Yes. No, yes. I'll get myself a good. good <laughs> I can tell you what a bad one is. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, I am very, very grateful for you coming to Jump Live, and I'm very, very grateful for you giving such a great value in this podcast as well. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. We need to do more of these. We need a. It's been fun. We need a Rick and Raff cast. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine Rick and Raff cast? Raff and Rick, Raff cast. Or you should use, cast. You should use that anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll 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 think about it. We'll brainstorm. Um, we'll brainstorm. <laughs> so quickly before you go, where can people find you on social? I am at Claire underscore Rafferty underscore. Keeping it simple, my name does not have an I. Um, I'm Irish, and then. Uh, at Nutrition Hub underscore is obviously the Nutrition Hub site. And then if they want, they can head to my website, same when it was last time, www.rafffitness.online. Um, and they can find out about coaching and packages and nutrition and podcasts. Raf, I've absolutely loved this. I will catch you on the other side. Thank you very, very I'll much. I'll see for you on. next month.